Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, I don't know, but about seven and a half years ago, Doug and Marty decided to get together and start doing a radio show because there was so very much to talk about. And today, disappointingly, there is nothing in the news that we can talk about. So it's probably going to be an incredibly boring show. And of course, I'm just kidding. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. And of course, it seems like in many cases, there is this sensationalism, right? News stories of the week, the cycle, cycle. But some of the old stories don't go away, brother. Uh, So it's nice we had a chance to come once a week uh, all across the ACN network and talk about the things that we think. Uh, are important for our listeners to know. So I'm you glad. Know, uh, and I just, I could not agree with you more, although I like to disagree with you <laughs> um, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But we we saw something August 8th, uh, 2022, was a, a, a line of demarcation, a historic day in America. And, um, you know, my friends that wish to run away to red states and <laughs> go off into, you know, I, I've had many friends move to Florida. It's red, it's DeSantis, it's, you know, Mar-Lago's mm-hmm. there and everything. And what happens in deep red Florida on August 8th, the, the Federal Bureau of Intimidation raids Mar-Lago as if they're raiding some kingpin drug lord, Mm -hmm. you know, and oh, don't call it a raid, call it a, you know, whatever they wanted to call it, but it was a raid. Mm -hmm. And then you have F and they're saying, and they won't let their lawyers in. They won't. I mean, this is a historic uh, line of demarcation. And uh, Marty, I don't think the Biden department of justice could have done anything more to solidify the support for President Donald Trump mm-hmm. than that. That, that. That is unprecedented. Hillary Clinton, with her all of her classified stuff, and then she deletes subpoenaed uh, information off of her server and yep, smash right on phones. her place. Yep. No, no, you know, nothing there. And so the hypocrisy, the ridiculousness of it. I mean, I hope we have enough time in an hour, brother, to cover all the news this week because this was like drinking from a fire hose. Yes, week, brother. This has never happened. As Doug said, this is historic in a bad way. You have a overbearing, weaponized judicial system, the DOJ, Merrick Garland, the attorney general with a bone to bear, or and then a uh, judge who signed off on it who has ties to Epstein and to Obama and to Democrats, anti-Trumper. This is a political hit job post-primary uh, setting up to, to deter Donald Trump from running for office and deter conservatives. Now, we know in the 2010 area, era, Obama weaponized the IRS, went after conservative groups, Tea Party groups, including and small me. businesses, including Doug. Um, we've documented that. But for those that don't know, um, this was a show of force. This was about intimidation. So what it was was the they got a warrant 
They t- they sent in literally dozens upon low dozens. Low-level judge, brother. Yes, low-level judge. They should have went to his supervisor because he has a conflict of interest. But no, they always find a willing ear to do what they want to do. So you have a raid, literally, to go in. They've, the Trump's lawyers have been participating or cooperating with the Department of Justice for whatever they were dealing with and have been for a long time with the January 6th committees and other things. So there was no need for this. This has been a pattern, though, whether it be Manafort, whether it be uh, Roger Stone, a massive show of force for a minor infraction, if you will, even at that. So they show up in force with weapons, uh, demand that the security system be turned off. Which it wasn't. They spent hours going through Melania's underwear drawer. Right. With with the the quote unquote the idea that he took things from the um the uh, that, that belonged to the National Archives, yeah, National uh, Archives, right? Yeah, whatever. Which the uh, Clintons took thirty thousand dollars worth of furniture out of the White House. They Antiques. had to return some of it. Obama took stuff. This is like napkins. This is like pins. Whatever. Uh, it is not a national defense thing. It's not a. It's a not entitled a raid by the FBI into your personal domicile. Now, not to mention, this is a former president that still has high clearance. All presidents maintain their security clearance as presidents. They have secret service around them. Donald Trump has the right to hold on to any items, even if he took them from the National Archives, because he's the president and former president. So this is all a bogus way. And then when the public gets a, a um, pushes back on this, Doug, um, Merrick Garland comes out and says, I ordered the raid. We had, um, uh, you know, a bona fide reason for maybe we had someone in, inside. Then he goes on and now they're retooling the thing that somehow maybe there's nuclear secrets, which we know is it doesn't pass the smell test. Let's say that there were actually nuclear secrets. Donald Trump has the clearance to actually have those. It's not against the law. It's not against the Constitution and not against his rights to do so. This is a sham trying to intimidate Trump and his voters. And to your point, the I've seen comments from well-known Republicans that were Ron DeSantis supporters. They weren't Trump supporters. They said, look, I wanted Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024. He goes, but I will crawl over glass right now to get Donald Trump elected in 2024. It's got the reverse Nothing, effect. You know, and I, and I thought about this because – I was talking to somebody probably last year or something else, but they said the greatest gun salesman of all time was Barack Obama. Remember mm-hmm. that? Because he was coming for the bullets and the, all the stuff and gun sales went through the roof. This is going to galvanize. This may really change the midterms. This might, mm-hmm. you know, the midterm looked like it was going to be a red wave. And we'll, we'll talk about Washington's results here in a, in a bit, but mm-hmm. um, this uh, this is going to do more to galvanize. See, um, the America has always been, Marty, a center-right country mm-hmm. and, and a nice country and a great country. But I heard someone saying this, this uh, last week, something that I, I remember now, and that is there was only one person smiling on December 8th. 1941 and that person was winston churchill and he had at his morning meeting on december 8th with his war council he was grinning from ear to ear he had his cigar and his bourbon 
at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminds me of you, brother. There we go, right? And he, uh, that was a joke, if you're listening. Yes. Uh, he said, gentlemen, we've won the war. And they're like, how can this be? The American fleet, blah, blah, blah. He said, look, I've studied the Americans. I know the Americans. And they are very slow to be aroused. But once they come to the game, they don't lose. And so I'm obviously paraphrasing it. Mm -hmm. But this has now crossed a red line that no, I mean, I don't know. Did you expect this? I did not expect this. This really like what the actual. Yes. What were they thinking? So this, when we see, when people are emboldened, put this way, when the left is emboldened, when you have Liz Cheney making it through to the general, she didn't get taken out in the primary. When you, when you see, I thought that wasn't until this Tuesday. Yeah, that they're they're saying that she's going to make it through. We'll see, but but if you see this, only voter fraud could make that happen. Exactly brother. right. Then there's emboldened the left. You see this passage, quote unquote, passage in the Senate anyway, with the deal with Mansion and Cinema about passing this. 87,000 enhancement bill. Yeah. (laughs) Supposedly reduction bill, which we know title bills don't do anything that they're supposed to do or they do refresh inflation, refresh all of this though. When you look at the details, you have Merrick Garland who was denied a Supreme court position by Donald Trump and Republicans who has an ax to grind, who already declared parents as domestic terrorists for showing up at school board meetings. Then you have a judge who signed off on a warrant who uh, defended Epstein clients and Epstein himself and gave to Obama and, uh, by that way, gave to George Bush against Trump in the primary election uh, is, is an, a vocal anti-Trumper. You know, this was a political hit job and it, it backfired on them, which, which we've seen everything that they do backfires. But we, we should, as American citizens... Between Russia, 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 the Ukrainian, the FISA, the the fake warrant, the, all of this has been proven to be false. Everything they keep on doing is lies, lies, lies. Why would this be any different? And so I think you're right. I think that they felt emboldened. They did this, and it's going to pay. It's going to hurt them. How they they they've they've taught us how to do something, brother. Mm-hmm. See, they they know the writing's on the wall. Mm-hmm. Belshazzar will be dead in the morning. Um. Wade, Wade, you know, numbered, Wade, divided, right? All mm-hmm. that stuff. Miney, Miney, Tekel, you Parson, whatever. Right. But um, they still will do everything they can while they're in power. They push, push, push because it's hard to pull that stuff back. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been really considering in, um, you know, when I'm elected to Congress this fall is that we just need to start repealing stuff. We just need to start pulling stuff back. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they're, you know, all this stuff and we don't need to add more. We need to get rid of, you know, we have, we have mountains of us codes and all this mm-hmm. stuff, mountains of regulations, mountains. And, and, uh, I believe that, you know, when the Republicans had the white house, the house of representatives, the Senate, uh, they didn't have the Supreme court yet, but they had all that. They did nothing. Yes. They did nothing. Oh, we're nice. We don't punish, you know. And we want to be bipartisan. Which sure. Is and now bold. they have everything and they are third world country, banana republic, Gestapo tactics 
to destroy. They lock people up. Just January 6th, insurrection. You have cities burned, people, actual people dying. Actual, remember the retired policeman that was shot and killed mm-hmm. over there in uh, uh, in these, these initial George Floyd riots because the guy wanted a TV? Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, like, whatever, people. Okay. Um, my building, my office building was was broken into uh, four times by this dude. I had to, like, twist the police arm to get him to arrest him. He was out the next day, of course, maybe mm-hmm. even the same day. So I go to work this week. Our building isn't broken into again. Now, we put up a bunch of cameras and stuff. So they came through a window this time and then broke through drywalls to avoid the cameras. I mean, literally knocked out sheetrock, dude. Seriously, they went through the interior walls. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? There's no accountability. In in, uh, Seattle, Jason Rance uh, was on Fox News and he was showing a video of a guy getting a ticket. And he's asking the the Seattle cop, how come I'm getting a ticket and the RV that's blocking in front of my house so I have to park over here to get the ticket doesn't get a ticket. Yep. And and so and they're like, well, that's a different, you know, we have a different task force that deals with that. Yeah, they deal with it in six months, maybe a year. They don't deal with it. They don't, you know, because this guy is a wasp. And because this guy is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant dude mm-hmm. that, that pays taxes and everything else, he gets the ticket, the RV illegally parked, probably a, a, a huge safety hazard. These things are burning to the ground. Bro. I've been, mm-hmm. I've seen several of these things where there, they used to be an RV there. Now there's a chassis and an engine and ashes. Okay. Right. Those things are not designed to be lived in. Those things are supposed to be recreational vehicles. They're not, they're not built you know, I have a trailer. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's lovely, but it's thin. I've already put a hole in the wall, right? It's like right. you can't. I've had the thing for three months and I've already got a hole in the wall, brother. You know, because that's they're thin. They're not designed, you know, for everyday wear and tear like your house is. Right. Okay. You got you got propane running through that thing. You got elect, you know, I mean, think about it, right? And it's all designed to be lightweight because it's supposed to go down the road. Right. So this this is the kind of thing. That people are saying this is not equal justice. This is not equal justice under the law. The thing about the law, the rule of law, is that it has to be applied to everyone. So they don't apply it to Hillary Clinton, but they apply it to to Donald Trump. They don't Mm -hmm. apply it to, uh, you know, the the riots, but they apply it to the January 6th people, which it very much appears that the FBI instigated that. Just like they instigated the kidnapping attempt of the the person. Governor Whitmer. Yeah. 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 And, you know, by the way, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but the FBI that was proven to have orchestrated this fake kidnapping of the Democrat governor of Michigan, Whitmer, uh, who's uh, being reelected, by the way, um, was promoted. He now runs the D.C. branch. So, I mean, it's like, honestly, we, you and I, back in 2014, speaking on our other show, um, Eyes on Washington and Salem Radio, were talking and declaring and saying this cancel culture is toxic, it's danger. When you can't have an opinion opposed to the common opinion, you're in trouble. That cancel culture has now been elected and is, is rampant across not only business, but across all federal and state government. And is armed the to the teeth with yep. all the weapons of surveillance and destruction and everything else. Yep. And I'm going to get a new t-shirt, brother. Defund the police state. There we go. Police state. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. It's time That's to defund it the police state. It's time for the Federal Bureau of Intimidation to be shut down, brother. So, I mean, shut down. I heard a guy, uh, I heard a guy on Fox News and uh, he was saying, oh, you know, it's just, it's the upper people. It's the leadership. We got to change that. All we got, all these, you know, we got 12,000 FBI agents. They're good people. They don't, you know, no, you know what? The good people that he's talking about are the people that went through Melania's underwear drawer at Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're the people that are doing this. And so, no, I don't believe that. is not a good excuse. No. Melania. Yeah. No. We've so, we've talked about this before. I've ran it before, and I, I know you have as well. Um, when you get elected to Congress, you've got to rein back power. The power rests in the congressional, the Congress and the Senate. You make the rules. You fund the purse. Uh, at the state and the federal level, our legislative bodies has ceded power to these bureaucratic state, these agencies that were created that have the self-fulfilling, writing their own rules and laws, are controlled. They have we have no accountability. We don't elect them. We don't can't unelect them. Only our representatives can do something about it. And you've got to do something about it. This state that has taken over the FBI, the DOJ, DSH, all these things at the state and federal level, the Department of Education uh, is um, taking on this woke ideology, and it is that radical. can be defunded. Yes, that can yes. be eliminated. The all the Department of Justice can be brought in, not just under brought under heel, but the purse strings. Yes, see the power of the purse strings is what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I want I kind of want to move on from this because I think we've you know we've really you know made our point here. But I just want to say that you know in America, you know, there's been a lot of uh, Romans thirteen teaching and different mm -hmm. things like that. But in America. Who is the sovereign? Who is the government? And it starts in the Constitution with the first few words. It says, we, the people. Those three words tell you who's in charge in America. And so I just want to address the low voter turnout here in Washington State in the primary. In, in, um, in this last primary race, uh, we had statewide uh, way under 40% in the 30s of uh, voter turnout in Washington state. And that is, you know, people are like, you know, well, it doesn't do any good because there's voter fraud. Granted, there's voter fraud. But you know what? Um, we are going to give an account to God. God had given us a country where we are in charge and the way we speak to the government, the way we control the government is with that ballot, Marty. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is going to hold us accountable when we don't exercise our duty. They say, well, it's a right to vote, but it's also our duty mm -hmm. to vote. And people say, well, it's always a choice between the lesser of two evils. Well, guess what? The lesser of two evils is less evil. So <laughs> let's pick it. Let's go for less evil. And what for they're doing, those, yeah, for those what they're doing right the now is absolute evil, brother. Absolute evil. For those that voted in the primary, you got to choose more than the less. You chose who gets to go to the top two. How yeah. important. For those that didn't, someone chose for you, so you have a binary choice. Two, 2018, mm -hmm. I was knocked out by a Democratic socialist named Sarah Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a Democratic Socialist in my race this time. I took that a lot more seriously and spent all my money, brother, to make mm -hmm. sure that I got through to the top two. So I'm in the general. Mm -hmm. um, I will never underestimate the Socialists again. 
And uh, I handily defeated them, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, people were contacting me in November asking me in 2018, why aren't you on my ballot? Why, mm-hmm. Where are you? Why is there two Democrats on my ballot? I'm like, hey, dummy, you've got to show up in the primary and vote. <laughs> right. Because you didn't vote. You didn't think August was important. And so now pick between the less of those two evils. Mm-hmm. And that, well, can we write you in? No, you can't write me in because I've already was in the race and was eliminated. We have a sore right. loser law here in Washington state, as you yep. know. Yep. And so um, we are, um, you know, obviously for the last few weeks, you and I have been talking about the importance of the primary and things like that. So I don't think our listeners are probably the listeners that are, you know, uh, in this situation, but our listeners have, you, as a listener of Doug and Marty versus the world, you have a circle of influence and it's time mm-hmm. to open your mouth and tell people and hold people accountable. You know, in Revelation, it talks about those who are going into the lake of fire, right? Adulterers, sorcerers, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But the first ones in to the lake of fire are the cowards mm-hmm. and the Uh, cowards. There's no room for cowardice, Marty, in the kingdom of God. There's no room for cowards. That is, we need to be bold. You know, uh, book of Acts stuff, uh, gospel stuff. They perceived that they were unlearned men. They were surprised by how bold they were. They, those that turned the world upside down have come here too. And the righteous, the Bible says, brother, are bold. As lions, Amen, if you're not, brother. if you're not bold as lions, and you need to get forgiven, get your life back on track, get with the Lord, get in His presence, get righteous. We are not righteous on our own righteousness; we're righteous with His righteousness, and get back the boldness. Amen, brother. Amen, amen. Keep uh, keep on going. That's good. <laughs> this is good. I stuff. will say that our listeners it's scary must have been stuff, brother. Mo- I, you know, do it scared. My wife yes. has that coffee cup. I talk about that. Do yep. it scared. Doing it scared is boldness. That's right. It's not the absence of fear. It's doing it in spite of fear, right? The idea here. So our listeners must have been listening to you while holding on to their ballot until the last day. It's Mm -hmm. interesting in our state because we saw early on the week after or a few days after the primary election, we were still about 25% turnout. Uh, statewide. And then, of course, as you said, we're darn near right at 40% once we're all said and done with about 7,000 votes to count statewide. That's um, better than I expected, except you think about that, right? Four out of 10 are deciding who we were voting for in November. But a lot of late ballots came in, which made a difference down in the third, brother. Talk about that. The third congressional district, uh, Jamie Herrera Butler, the Trump hating January 6th voting in favor of uh, impeach Trump vote rhino Republican was defeated and conceded this week in the third congressional district to Trump endorsed Republican Patriot Joe Kent. Now, I don't want to brag, but Easy TV Spots, Prologue Digital was his media company. So if you want to win races, people, you need to go to our sponsor. <laughs> That's right. EGTVSpots.com and, and Prologue Digital. Yeah. Hire us. And I'll tell you, um, that was a nail biter. 
Dude, yes. that was a nail biter. But he started to come and we started to feel, feel confidence. My wife and I were fasting. Okay, we weren't fasting. We were praying. <laughs> we were on vacation. It so I will say to this fast. too. It, it, it's one of those races where the odds were stacked against him. We have a, an incumbent who was not favorable, but it's a swinging Republican district held by Jimmy Herrera Butler. The incumbents typically win. Um, this one she was had a strong money. headwinds. And uh, right, you had a um, challenger to the right, which is uh, Heidi St. John, uh, had good support. You had Vicki um, Kraft, which is a friend of ours, former state rep, also very conservative. You had Joe Kent. So you're all kind of competing for sort of a pool of conservative Republicans. And then you have the, the incumbent, Rhino Republican, if you will. Then you had a, a lone Democrat, if, if I'm correct, maybe two. Yeah, one um, Democrat. Yeah. And so the one Democrat gets through. So the 30%. rest of the rest of the Republicans have to fight for the remaining votes. And early on, it looks like Jamie Herrera Butler squeaked through. Um, each one's got a percentage. Joe Kent was very close, but not, not close enough. And then all as the votes started coming in, he started gaining ground. Then he was down by 600. Then he was down by 300. Then he was down by 200. And then all of a sudden, he took the lead by a thousand. Up by a thousand. Yeah. yeah. That right there was like, wow. Late Those votes, are, dude. That's good marketing, but it's also that swing because those votes could have been divided among the conservative candidate. Could have been Joe Kent, uh, Heidi St. John, could have been Vicki Kraft, and he wouldn't have made it through. But God willing, uh, they were able to knock out the incumbent, even with multiple candidates. And that brother, I have a nice job on, on marketing, nice job on the media, um, but it takes a strong candidate. And I do believe the Trump endorsement helped him, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. The Trump endorsement is the most powerful endorsement in um, U.S. politics, probably in the history of U.S. politics. Now, in the fourth congressional district, we did not no. have the same result. We had Jared Sessler, Brad Clipper, Lauren Culp, you know, mm -hmm. and huge name ID. Uh, those guys and there was a couple of others, but those mm -hmm. three really, really um, came in at, you know, in that. 20-ish percent each. Mm -hmm. Warren Unfortunately, got 21. Uh, yeah. the incumbent Rhino Republican Dan Newhouse uh, came in at about 24 percent, and uh, the 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 Democrat came in at again at a at a higher level because a lone Democrat, right? Right, right. And so uh, Dan Newhouse survives. Mm -hmm. uh, he will be in the general election against the Democrat. So, so I have a question for you. Um, Tom, I, I was on, it seems to me with Tom Reed, which we love Tom. Um, and he asked this question to me and apparently the, many of the, uh, Culp campaign is talking about that his supporters should vote for the Democrat to take out Dan Newhouse from the general and then elected a Republican in two years. And I don't agree with that, but I just want to, you're, what do you think Doug? Is that a good strategy or not? So, um, who will be easier to beat in 2024? You know, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the strategy on that. I have right, a, I have a, a third alternative and that would be a write-in campaign. Uh, -huh. uh, Dan Newhouse came in at 24. I've actually spoken with Scott Stevenson who ran in the mm -hmm. eighth congressional as an America first eighth is a little less on the Trumpian side. He did mm -hmm. not, he did not fare well in the eighth him and I have had a conversation. So I'm trying to convince Scott Stevenson to go over there, take all of his America first Trump loving stuff, go to the fourth district. And, uh, and he's like, I love the fourth district. I love it over there. I'd totally move there. And I'm like, well, you don't have to live there to run. Nope. And nope. if, if, if all those 75%, if he just gets, you know, 
30%, mm-hmm. he could win as a write-in. So we've, we've, we've seen it before. And Scott says, has it ever happened before? Well, I was living in Vancouver, Washington in mm-hmm. the third district that Joe Kent just won. Yep. And there was a Rhino Republican in there and Linda Smith came in as a write-in candidate and she won. Yes, so she did. it's been done. And she was a great congressman woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just telling you, brother, this is, you know, there's always alternatives. And sometimes I would prefer the Lord a will close the door yeah. and open I would window, prefer man. a writing candidate over voting for the Democrat for sure. Absolutely. So um well, that's it's gonna good. be up to the fourth district yep. uh folks to um you know, to uh, work that out. But um, certainly I think a writing campaign is worth, worth shooting. And and the writing campaign may have the same result, right? It may, it may. have the same result of causing the Democrat to get through because it splits a Republican vote mm-hmm. or whatever. There's just not that many Democrats. It's not, it's not a heavy Democrat district, but you know what I I'd said to my wife, I said, well, I'd rather have a real Democrat than a fake Republican, <laughs> you know, you and, and th- at least then you can deal with it. Let's move over to the eighth Wait, brother. The eighth one, is like the surprise. One last, one, one last comment eighth is a great surprise one last comment on that though the fourth district make sure you have one writing candidate yeah don't do don't do 20 <laughs> please don't do that and there are people that are set, that are trying to convince clint didier to be that writing candidate as well now clint okay. didier would have huge name id as yes. he almost won that seat before and certainly if clint is uh, willing to get in i would uh, you know counsel scott not to yes. Um, yes but but clint has been you know he's been doing a great job on the uh, the county, county council, council there and, yes. and all that. So there is a, you know, there is a strategy and hopefully we're all going to be adults and we're going to come together and, and take out Newhouse. I mean, Newhouse is like one of the lone uh, remaining ones. So, yes. and, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting and we, we knew basically, okay. So Glenn Morgan, good friend of ours, obviously mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Glenn Morgan figured that we had lost the third because too many people in there and yet we were able to pull it off. That's right. And he said the same thing about the fourth and he was right. So he was half right. And uh, I got to call him today and say, dude, 50% right. But the, the, the 50% that used uh prologue digital, easy TV spots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they won. Um, I, your brother, I got to do a little crowing. I got to yes. do a little glowing. Um, okay. Yeah. The eighth congressional district. Hello. Juggernauts. Jesse yes. Jensen juggernaut reagan dunn king county council member juggernauts jesse jensen almost won the eighth mm-hmm. last time i know i was with Big him. Yeah. money uh he was endorsed by the the nrcc uh a juggernaut guy reagan dunn they started they nuked each other brother they sent mm-hmm. flyers they were attacking each other matt larkin came to the to the erc the east side republican club picnic I said, Matt, you are in a really good position. If you just like stand over here as the adult, don't get involved, let them. And lo and behold, the born again, evangelical, pro-life, pro-family Christian guy is in the general election against Kim Schreier, who, by the way, got about 48% in that yep. race. She's less than 50, which is for an incumbent, which is not a good sign. So Terrible. that's good for us. 
Yes. So, and with Matt Larkin, of course, um, you know, so we got to get him friend. on. We need We've to had him on before. He's yeah. a friend of ours. He's a friend of mine. Um, praying for him. He was on his finance committee for a while as well. I'm, I'm very happy for him. He's Is got, that why he doesn't have any money, brother? He's got, it could be. Uh, <laughs> he's that's got funny, tons but, um, of money now. Um, he did really well, raising money, fighting a three-way race. Um, many and people, when Reagan when, stuck to his convictions, yes, when Reagan got in the race, many people we know um, was like, "Nope, Reagan's got it." I go, "Nope, Reagan got it. Matt's got it." You know, and then Jesse's got it, right? So it was tough. But the fact that um, both of them, I give credit to Reagan, I give credit to Jesse, immediately turned and endorsed and supported Matt Larkin and said he's a good guy, and that uh, that's maturity. That's what we need more of. So. Um, we should all be behind Matt. And that seat is not only winnable, Matt's going to be in Congress. I can't wait to, to call him Congressman Larkin. He's a good guy. And he will do well. He brings a whole great background. Not only is he convicted and has character and, and you know, we know he's one of us. Um, he also brings a huge business and attorney background. It's going to be great in the Congress. So we can trust him. It'll be good for us in Washington State. So it's be a great pickup, don't you think? Yes. And uh, I believe Matt Larkin will be the congressman. Um, you know, the the thing I love about Matt is that he is always Matt. You know, mm -hmm. he doesn't change because he's trying to get votes. He doesn't change. You know, he did beat um, Bob Ferguson in the 8th District. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so they, they had all of these, you know, signs. But. You know, you come in with, uh, you know, I mean, Reagan Dunn's mom was the congressperson in that district for years, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you had a lot of, um, you know, uh, the odds are stacked against you, and 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 these are the things that I'm, I'm, um, you know, really uh, excited about is that we have the, um, you know, we have a God that loves us, mm -hmm. and you know, in 1994, Jim McEwen remembers 1994 he's an older guy mm -hmm. yep. and uh he's state senator and it was that second district i think second and, yep and he he said in 1994 the primary went as usual and if you look at this primary i think this primary went as usual i'm mm -hmm. you know the democrats 70% the republicans 30% the ninth congressional district it looks like nothing's changed, changed. brother right. but right. he said in 1994, the day after election day, they woke up and seven out of nine districts went Republican. Mm -hmm. And they were all like, what? I got elected? <laughs> you know? Right. So um, the independent and swing voters come out in the general. And so right now, we, polling, it's, you can take it here nor there. But people are seeing things like the raid on Mar-a-Lago about the unfairness, the unequal justice system. The attack on our kids, the open borders, the rising inflation, all of these things, they're not buying it, brother. And so you're right. But those people don't typically show up in the primary. They show up in the general. And so um, you're right. This November is going to be dramatically different if we do our job. We trust God. We get out there and we engage. We vote. We register to vote. We get people that would have never voted to register. And we watch like a hawk the ballot boxes and make sure that we hold people accountable. Don't you think? Yeah. And this is that, again, this is that um, what I was speaking earlier is this idea that, well, my vote don't count or this or that or whatever your excuse is. Um, we need to lose excuses. 
you know, and if you're not registered to vote, you can register right up to the day of election. But I would say mm -hmm. get registered now and um, and vote, you know, the the they can cheat. We, we've you know, cheating in Washington is systemic. It's rampant. They stuff ballot boxes. They they register, you know, people that shouldn't be registered and dogs and everything else. They do all this wrong stuff. We get that. Fortunately, in Washington, it's county by county. So different counties have different levels of cheating mm -hmm. and they can't cheat that much. They might be able to cheat by, oh, 101 votes, brothers, Ouch. Mm -hmm. which is what Ouch. we lost by. Right. And yep. back in the day. Um, but they can't cheat by tens of thousands. At least we don't think they can. Yeah. And, and even if they could. OK, let's let me just call it what it is even if they could is god still holding us accountable to do our duty yes as citizens as you know he said go build houses plant gardens occupy till i come and this idea that christians shouldn't be involved are you kidding me mm -hmm. paul said i appeal to caesar are you kidding me Peter said, tell us whether it's better to obey God or obey you. When they tried to shut them down, they tried to shut down their street church or right. whatever it was they were doing. People were getting healed. It's Even, all about government. If yes. you read the Bible and stop looking at it from dumb teaching mm -hmm. and, and from self-interest, you know, see, there's something about this taking up your cross every day, brother. There's mm -hmm. something about doing the right thing, even when no one's looking. There's something about integrity at that level that says, give me, uh, you know, give me obedience to God over anything else. Right. Because we're, you know, we are performing, you know, as a, as a guy that does music, whatever, mm -hmm. we are performing for an audience of one, mm -hmm. of one. How many times, Marty, did people tell you, oh, when you get elected, What's going to keep you from blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I had that question uh, posed to me the other day and I said, God doesn't let me yell at my wife. Right. He's going to let me <laughs> take a bribe or something. Are you kidding me? Right. It's like right. we are people who are accountable to God and God's law. And do we always do it right? No. no. We stumble and fall. Guess what? I think that's part of his plan so that we become more and more dependent upon him. The older you get, the more dependent you should become. And to realize that the blessing of the Lord is what gets you through. The, the direction of God is Amen. what gets you through. And that's why I'm so excited about Matt Larkin. Me too. Me too. The To add on to what Doug said, scripturally, when the Israelites were taken captive into Babylon, God's word to them was build houses, raise families, get engaged. And then he used them, Radshak and Abednego and so forth, and, and, and Daniel, in positions of civil government authority to be a blessing to the nation where they were captive in. You know, this idea that we're here, we're here to be a blessing and had to bless others through us by being engaged. Uh, to, to, so not to turn a blind eye, not to say, no, we're going to be taken out of here when Jesus comes back. It's about what are we going to do with the gifts we've been given? Esther was a prime example. She was trained up to be the queen, but she had to risk that to serve and to save her people um, because God put her in a position to do so. God's placed us in position to make a difference in this nation. So good, brother. So, so good. I, you know, and it's so funny you bring, bring up the book of Esther and I'm going to jump back to Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. um, I heard at least 
three <laughs> voices saying Haman is going to be hung on his own gallows. And isn't that, wasn't that the point of Esther? Yes. yes. Like, the guy was like, not only he was just so upset with Mordecai and he, you know, that he wanted to attack everybody. So like, this is, isn't this what they're doing? They're so mm-hmm. upset with Donald Trump who will not bow the knee to their intimidation and all the tactics that have worked in the past. Right. And, um, you know, he, he made errors as pres as president, but he needed to learn the hard mm-hmm. way that these people are relentless and they're wicked mm-hmm. and they're evil. And, and now they don't want to just kill Donald Trump. They want to kill you. Anybody, any conservative, that anybody that's a, any Republican. And you so, hear him saying that Republicans are the insurrectionists no, no. and all this. They bring that stuff. I mean, if you listen to what they're saying, yes, it's like crazy. So Haman is about to be hung on his own gallows. I love it. So, brother, you are a marketing genius. You have a company. Obviously, um, we're, we're, we're touting that. You do a great job of creative and, and getting the message out there. I've been seeing uh, a lot of attack ads from the left. There are different packs and whatever, but it's basically driven by the Biden administration and and their rule against ultra MAGA. So all the ultra MAGA candidates, ultra MAGA, so this label, right? Anybody that supports Trump basically, or wants to make America great or whatever. And I, I talked about this on my other show, but this is something that this is what the left does. And so part of the ad was talking about rising prices are Republicans' fault, uh, talking about inflation is Republican fault. It, it mentioned that the all the ultra MAGA Republicans voted against the bill to supply more baby formula. You know, and I go, what an absolute crock of the bull. You know, think about it, because what happened was through administrative policy crates and crates and crates of baby formula was shipped to the southern border for illegal aliens there was a um importation by basically blockage by the biden administration basically creating the problem they offer up a spending bill that had nothing to do with baby formula it was more about pork and belly republicans smell this out and say this doesn't do what you're saying it's going to do this is a lie we vote against it then the democrats use that no vote because it said something about baby formula as like, oh, Republicans don't support baby formula and mothers. This is classic. So as we're in election season, the left uses things that are, if you knew the whole truth, you would be supportive. They say, oh, no, they're trying to take all the policy and all the bad things that are going on with inflation and crime and whatever and pivot and make those Republican issues. Don't buy into it. These it's brilliant. Are it's brilliant. And, yeah. and you know, they're smarter. You know, it's kind of like that story that Jesus told about the unjust steward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're going to get fired because you're you're busted or whatever. They're, they're like evil geniuses. Mm-hmm. However, this is uh, the but God, mm-hmm. but God. And so this it. is a time for us to stand up and say no. And, um, and to, to, to lay the blame where it is, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And who's in charge? What was the comparison? What was it like two years ago when the Republicans mm-hmm. were, was there a baby formula shortage then no. was a gas was gas price, you know, was diesel five ninety five then, or no. was it, is yeah. it now, mm-hmm. you know, and this idea that, you know, that's what they do. They, they play the blame game. They don't take responsibility. That's correct. And taking responsibility is what people respect. Uh, really more than anything back in the day, 
I don't know if you remember this because it was many, many years ago and you were probably just a little kid at the time, but <laughs> there, there was a person that had put poison in a Tylenol capsule. It was mm-hmm. a huge problem and, and not a lot of people died. I think uh, maybe seven people died or something. It was uh, t- too many, right. but Tylenol immediately s- pulled all their product off the shelf. Mm-hmm. They admitted, they said, you know, we could have done a better job. Now we're going to do safety seals and all this stuff. And they admitted it, brother. Mm-hmm. And within a year, Tylenol was at 90%, 80% of where they were before the crisis. They, yep. they restored trust by taking responsibility and then taking measures to do it. Jack right. in the Box, a few years later, had a big problem with the salmonella, right, in the burgers and they mm-hmm. uh, everything. And then Jack in the Box blamed the uh the meat people yeah the, the mad cow and then the remember? meat people yeah. the meat people blamed the inspectors and the the meat inspectors blamed congress because they didn't have the funding to to have the right meat inspectors oh wow congress yeah. blamed us because we didn't support raising taxes and uh-huh. so the reason people died at jack in the box is your fault Right. It took didn't give Jack us more in money. the box 15 years to come back from that, brother, because of the blame game. Yeah. So let them play the blame game. Don't take responsibility and take action. Blame everybody. Look, we don't care whose fault it is. Fix the problem. Exactly right. Take accountability. Fix the problem. Not these bogus, more pork and barrels. Uh, brother, I have two stories. Pick one. You want to talk about the new COVID nineteen guidelines? From the yes, CDC? yes, yes. That's the okay. one. I don't care what the other one is. Let's okay. talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so the CDC came out on CDC um, Centers for Disease Control. Center for Disease Control. You know that's a federal office. Yes. Do, yeah. Um, they've been. Fauci got booed place. at the Mariners game. By the yes, way, yes, I saw that. It was just fantastic. <laughs> I'm not sure why he's out of Mariners game in the first place, but anyway, he was there to be booed. There we go. NPR all across the liberal stations, the mainstream, the, the all stations are reporting the changing guidelines, which I think you and I will laugh at this only because we've been talking about the same thing for two and a half years, three years. So the new guidelines says the guidelines now focuses on individual decisions. Imagine that, brother. Uh, choosing what's right for your own personal health. Okay, the first thing is no quarantine required for those exposed to the virus. So no more five-day, 10-day, whatever. If you're exposed, don't have to quarantine. Imagine that, right? Okay, next. Unvaccinated, brother. Right. Unvaccinated people have the same guidance as vaccinated people, meaning you're no different. Meaning if you're vaccinated, you're no safer than unvaccinated and you're no more can somebody please you're... send these to Jay Inslee? Maybe we can cancel this emergency declaration. <laughs> right? Or the people that lost their jobs. This is stuff that should have been done two and a half years ago. That, like I said before, it's all about power and control. Two more. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. You and I have talked about for years. Young people are on not at risk. They have a healthy immune system. They should have never canceled school, although it's been good for us from a parental thing to see what was going on behind the scenes, but they shouldn't have never canceled. This is all about political power, teachers unions, giving dictates, but no, if you're exposed, no reason to um, be excluded or to leave or to cancel class. 
And lastly, it is no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. So if you're asymptomatic, you don't have a fever, you don't have a runny nose, there is no reason to test. Think about that. All the stadiums, all the workplaces, that if, unless you're vaccinated or you've been tested before coming in, it's all been a lie, brother. It's been a way to control and to shut down and to silence when these guidelines say, no, no longer necessary. If you're asymptomatic, you can go where you want to go. If you are symptomatic, then you make your own personal choice of whether you should go or not. No quarantining allowed, uh, you know, uh, required, if you will. If you're exposed, you're exposed. This is common sense, but this is the brand new, right before the election, CDC guidance where they're saying, eh, you make your own decisions. So what do you think? Timing's suspect to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll but, all change. Uh, November yes. 8th, everything changes. It goes back to lockdowns are good. Uh, quarantines are great. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. Um, this is another thing that we need to hold, uh, them accountable for, Mm -hmm. you know, Jay Inslee, all this stuff. Um, they, they, they believe that we have a really, really short memory, but the problem is, is they've beat this into us for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so now here we are, right? What are we, what are we, uh, what are we saying? What's, what's going on? Right. So, so obviously it didn't mention masks, obviously, because, you know, we know that we've been told they don't work, they do work, whatever, but there's no requirement. So no quarantining, no leaving. If you're exposed, you're exposed. No reason to uh, test if you're asymptomatic. We will see, you know, remember it's the science, right? This is supposed to be the science division, the CDC. This is their guidance at the national level. Where will people with Jay Inslee, who still has not released emergency powers because of the pandemic, do with the CDC? And he has made an executive order that the vaccine is a requirement of employment. Yes. For all of the executive branch uh, office, because, Mm -hmm. well, it's no different from, you know, smallpox or whatever, right? And yes, it is. And so this is going to be interesting now in a political environment, but this really is done in a time post-primary to affect the elections. The attack ads, trying to uh, to pivot things, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the change in CDC guidelines, it's all political theater to allow us, as you said, to forget what's been happening for the last two and a half years to get past the celebs. They're worried. They're absolutely worried that the red wave is coming. And uh, for us, when the red wave comes, we've got to actually take control, uh, exercise power, and not be uh, wimps when we get there. Um, Actually bring back the power to the people. Power to the people, brother. Power to the people. Absolutely. (laughs) What are we going to do? We're going to, we've got to show up, you know, and it's not just voting, brother. No, I know. It's, you know, Talk about this stuff. Talk about it and just say, what do you think about that? Uh, what do you, you know, what, what is the, what's the deal? You know, um, there is, and there's give money, mm-hmm. right? Doorbell, get volunteer. This is the time when we need everyone to do something. You know, we, we've said this many times that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. You know, I can't show up, but I can send 25 bucks. Right. right. One of our listeners sent me money, brother. That was great. I That's was just awesome. Like, they go, we live over here. We can't vote for you, but here's some money. And uh, I was like, so thankful for that brother. And, um, and I, um, 
let them know. I sent them a card. There we go. <laughs> like, That's what we're supposed awesome. to do. Yeah. Right. Thank you and, very much. Everything goes a long way. And, yes. And so that, that just that entire uh, situation, we we've got to like, let's, let's step up. Let's fight. A hundred percent. What was your second? My second one, of course, and we, we've seen that this new uh, inflation reduction act, which is nothing to do with inflation it's spending more money. Um, part of that bill is to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. We've covered that a little bit before, but this week they posted a job description for the special agents for the IRS being hired under this new bill. And in the job description, it says requires including working minimum 50 hours per week, may include irregular hours, be on call 24-7, including holidays and weekends, and carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. They had a lot of public pushback. They took down the job description. But first of all, why does an IRS agent have to be available 24-7? Why do they have to carry a firearm? And why are they being called to use deadly force? Brother, this is all like holy moly. So huh. it was actually revealed when they when the Soviet Union fell mm-hmm. uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. The Soviet Union and a lot of the records and et cetera <clears throat> became public knowledge mm-hmm. that in the Soviet Union, the KGB never considered the CIA to be their counterpart because the KGB was an internal policing organization, right? It was for mm-hmm. control of the population. The KGB always considered the IRS as their counterpart in the United States because they have unlimited power to freeze your bank account, to get to drag you into court. Now it looks like they can kill you they are a police force and this is really frightening brother and this is not anything that we should be um <clears throat> poo-pooing or putting off no, now no. we don't walk in fear no we don't we walk in faith and if we die we go to heaven okay Amen. so that's that's fine Matt Gates we need from to Florida. stand up and say something we need right. to get involved just two more things on this to make it quick Matt Gates from Florida exposed that in the last three months, June, July, and August, the IRS has spent $700,000 stockpiling ammunition. Then they dug deeper for the last 10 years. So you have an IRS agent being called to see stockpiling almost $12 million worth of ammunition over the last 10 years. Like a very state brother. So not to be fearful, but this is never those you allow so important. That's why this election is even paramount because we're at that being directed to go out to collect owed if they're owed at all, but they're punitive in action at the tip of a gun. So no time to wake up, get engaged people have, it may sacrifice some money and time right now absolutely brother so that's a lot of bullets yes that's a lot of bullets <laughs> 12 million even at a even at a buck a bullet but they're not i imagine they're getting a discount you know buying 12 million dollars with the bulls if i went to I, if i Think went to sportsman's that. 
Yeah, if I went to Sports and Warehouse, I bet I'd get a lot of bullets for $12 million. Just saying. Uh, Costco, I get the Costco package. More than 12, more than three. Uh, more than- no, that's shocking, brother. That's just crazy. It's shocking. I mean, think about it. They've been doing it for years. So starting in the Obama administration, they started stockpiling ammunition. You know, and then through today, just in the last three months, just the fact that they spent $700,000 in this bill to be passed was they had this 87,000. I'm not sure why it's 87,000. Uh, they had it in in the Build Back Better bill and the, the uh, Green New Green Deal, all of them. They keep on passing it forward, and they finally got it in a bill that was voted on by Manchin and Cinema as well. Crazy, brother. It's, it's one of the reasons why uh, all of this uh, attack against Donald Trump has had to do with his taxes and things like that. This is an area where they can really hurt you and me and all of us. And so we need to fight back and we need to fight back at the ballot box. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Go to DougAndMarty.com to listen to past episodes, to contact us, to get involved. Uh, we love you. And this is going to be a great, great year. This is the year of the, the, the favor of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless.